Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Proof the Holy Spirit is in your life is that He takes you into water so deep you can only get through it by hanging on to His neck. But if you hang on, you will get through it. He didn't take you into that deep water to drown you. He took you into that deep water to show you how big and how strong his back is. You hear what I'm saying? That he can keep you no matter what happens or what troubles may come. And Peter continues. It's a man with life experience here. On their part, God is blasphemed and they think they're getting away with it because, you know, God didn't strike them dead in the first six seconds after they did what they did. But let them deal with their deception. I know how to deal with them. But on your part, he is glorified. They think they're hurting you. But the more they try to undermine you, the more God shows out and shows up to help you overcome. That's what God does. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Stay with me. But here's the caution in this line of thinking here. He says, listen, I've been around the church for a minute, Peter's saying. I've been around some stuff. I've seen some of the best, but I've also seen some of the worst. He said, but let none of you suffer as a murderer. He's not just talking about people who kill with knives and, and guns, and, but he means that first and foremost. But he's also talking about people who assassinate other people's character just to kind of make themselves feel better about their own. He said, let none of you suffer. As a thief. Proverbs says that the fool causes his life, I'm going to use a paraphrase, causes his life to go sideways, but then looks up and blames God. And many of us have spent years sowing seeds that we're reaping the harvest. And we look up and say, God, why? And God says, pay attention to that seed packet you've been carrying. Change the seed. Change the fruit. Let none of you who suffer, suffer as a murderer, a thief. Now, you may not be breaking into houses anymore, but how many of you are still stealing affection from people, stealing the love that ought to be theirs? How many of y'all going to rob God for another year? Pay attention. Oh, I just switch up. Okay. Like I said, it'll get worse before it gets better. Or an evil doer. What he was saying is, because I know y'all are saved and everything, but, 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 but uh, you know, all of us can move backwards if we're not careful. We can start getting spiteful, resentful, malicious, and evil. So he lists some things. But then he says, or as a busybody. Now keep looking straight. Don't look at nobody in the room. <laughs> in other people's matters. He's saying, we got to learn to mind our own business. Don't be the person that's so busy with an opinion about everybody else's life, you're not tending to your own life. I don't quote Da Vinci a lot, but, but he said something that's true. He, he said, the greatest deception people suffer 
is from their own opinions. We must not confuse our opinion with God's truth. You still with me? Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, you may not know this, but Christian was initially a derogatory term in the Roman Empire. It was kind of like us saying someone is a fundamentalist today. To be a follower of Christ was, 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 was not to be called a good thing. He says, if anyone suffers because people don't understand where you're coming from and what you're doing, they've mischaracterized you, misunderstood you, and now try to harm you as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Just keep your head up. Keep doing what's right. As Nelson Mandela eventually strolled out of Robben Islands after 27 years, saying, mission accomplished. You will eventually come out of your captivity, out of your bondage, out of your situation, out of your test, out of your trial, with God saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. But let him pay attention. When you're in a trial, when you're going through pain, Here's the prescription. But let him shrink God. Let him question God. Let him get mad at God. Yeah, we'll have our moments, but, but, but listen, have your moment, move on. Have your moment, grow up. Life happens. But let him glorify God, watch this, this is tough, in this matter. Lord, I know it looks bad, but I also know you're going to work all things together for good. Lord, it, it hurts, but my Bible says you are the strength of my life. I'll come out of this stronger. Lord, this is unfair, but you said in Isaiah, you know how to make the crooked straight. Lord, I, I feel like giving up, but I'm going to look to the one who has never given up on me. Dear God, I, I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to glorify. I know bad things. I have things I don't understand. God, I'm hard-pressed. God, I'm perplexed. God, I feel abandoned. But I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. That's my conviction, that's my commitment. You are my God, and in you I will trust. When you're suffering, let him, let her glorify God in this matter. Watch this. And I'm, I'm, I'm done early because I didn't want to hurt you too long. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. If we really believe that the new birth makes us different, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, when trials come, this is what we ought to be. If you're really all that, what's the test? 
if the ring's really gold, you're not concerned about the jeweler putting it through an acid test. If the diamond's real, you don't mind it getting, you know, I don't know what that thing's called, and looking at it closely. It's only those who run in game. Playing with God's house that are afraid. Now, when I was playing sports and I was in my right mind, I wanted to go to the game. I knew they were going to hit me. I knew someone was going to try to block me. I knew someone might elbow me. I knew someone, you, you understand what I'm saying? But, but, but there was something in me. You hear what I'm saying? God is saying, rise up. Rise up. Get your head into the game. You can win. God put stuff in you that's enough for whatever challenge comes your way. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Listen, I'm not into pain and I'm not looking for hurt, but I am looking for a win. You know, uh, I was watching the news this week, and I watched a little bit of what happened outside Kandahar Airport in Afghanistan, and I saw people standing in waste, sewage, waist deep. No one was standing in that sewage because they just wanted to stand in sewage. The reason they were standing in that sewage was because they had a hope of a better life, a better land, and a better day. I'm not into pain. No one wants to deal with sewage, but when you have a better hope for a better land and a better day, you hear what I'm saying? If you really believe that heaven is real, if you really believe that God is someone that knows how to make again the crooked straight, if you really believe, you'll stand. They stood for hours, hours. And some of y'all want to die. You're so weak. I know that's not right. Tell me, well, I want to die. Stood in sewage because they had a better hope. The problem is you don't yet hope in God. The thing God has prepared for us doesn't compare to the things we're facing right now in this life. And the moment you lose vision of it, you go back home. This is, you know, it ain't worth it. I'm, I'm out of this sewage. But then you go back into a mess and life, danger and threat, all because you lost hope. And when you're going through a trial, keep hope alive. When you're going through a moment that doesn't seem like the sun is shining, the sun will come back up again.
for the time has come for judgment to begin. Now, in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11 or so, it says this, that uh, judgment, when it comes to God's people, simply discipline. And I've had coaches in my life, see, I'm from a different era, they would curse at us, throw the basketball at us. In fact, if your teacher didn't thought you were misbehaving, they send you to uh, the gym teacher. And he will give you a wrestling lesson. Yeah, they did all different types of stuff to discipline. But guess what? We weren't shooting up the schools back then. We didn't have to have metal detectors back then. For, for time has come for discipline to begin at the house of God. And if it first begins with us, you see, a loving father doesn't first discipline all the other kids on the block. He begins with his own household. And we're saying, and I, I, I don't, I am stepping on your toes, and I kind of mean it, okay? I do mean to step on your toes here, okay? I do. You're like, well, well, God, if you were good, how could the world be this way? God's judgment doesn't begin with the world. It, becomes, it begins with his own children. And after, and only after he deals with us in our lives, will he deal with the others. If it begins with us first, pay attention, us first, there'll be some fire in this life, but it will not be eternal. If it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? This is important. I'm almost done. The fire is the same. Jesus told a parable about a man that built his house on the sand. One put it on the rock, the other the sand. And the same winds, the same rain, the same flood came but only one survived. You see, the fire is the same. It's just its effects and its impact are different. The same fire that purifies gold consumes straw. The test you're going through might swallow up anybody else. But you got to remind yourself, I was built for this. Come on, love on your bishop just a little bit as I say this, because this is going to get on your last nerve. I want to get this last nerve before I finish up today. You ready? If you can't be tested, the pastor used to tell me all the time, you can't be trusted. If you can never go through a test, God can never trust you. So be tested so you can be trusted. 
<laughs> the psalmist said this. And you study these types of things and you pray about these types of things. But then a test comes. He said, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, yet will I be confident. David wrote this song. David didn't just write songs, he lived them. When the giant showed up, he got his sling. And he was willing to prove everything that he had sung. The writer of Hebrews says, the Lord is my helper. What can man do unto me? I shall not be afraid. Paul said, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. When I am weak, then I am strong. Jesus himself said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. My whole assignment today was simple. Part of it, I think, was to get on your nerves. But to grow you up. Why are you surprised that you face some things in life? Why are you surprised the devil plays unfair? Why are you surprised when people try to hurt you, make fun of you, lie on you? They did it to Jesus. And if God let them do that to him, why are we surprised when it happens to us? But the thing with Jesus, if we're going to go through what Jesus went through, also remember, though, there was a getting up on Sunday morning. And things will happen. But this is what my Bible says. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. Meaning, we'll face stuff. But if we just keep our faith in God, we will overcome. This momentary affliction is just for a moment, but it's working in you a greater weight of glory. It's temporary. And those people trying to hurt you are just, listen, God's just going to make you better, smarter, stronger, wiser in the future. They don't know they're really doing you a favor because you're going to discover the goodness of God in the land of the living, even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you're going to discover God can keep you. And when you discover that over and over and over and over again, you stop fearing man. You stop worrying about life. But some things we have to learn through experience. Thank God for his word. It guides me and keeps me. But God's word, when I put it into my experience, is what has kept me and made me. And what God wants to do is take that word today and you put it in your experience that you are not surprised that you are not upset 
you, you, you're not taken back by the fire. Fire hurts. But in the end, no. You'll be better, wiser, stronger. You'll be purified because of the process. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we want to be used in our families, in our communities, in our church. Father, there are contagions, bacteria, things in our lives that we have to reach a certain temperature in order for it to die. And there are things in life that, that won't bow you. Sometimes we're just so strong we can't find our knees because we're so strong. And because we're so strong, sometimes so stuck. God said, well, okay, 10 pound wouldn't do it. Okay, I'm going to let the adversary bring 20 40. And every now and then, he might even bring some weight himself until you begin to recognize, I can't do this in my own strength. God, I need you. Said so That's what I've been waiting for you. Right now, please hear me, dear hearts. There are things in your life that have to die. And prayer alone is not going to kill it. He got to take you through fire in order for you to be consumable in the lives of those you love. God wants to make you edible. He wants people to be able to take a bite of you and get the fruit of the Spirit, not anger and rage, but love, peace, joy, faithfulness, kindness. Stop acting like it's strange. You got the same loop in your mind. Why, God, why? It's not fair. Life's not fair. It's not about what the devil's doing. It's about what God's trying to do in you in spite of the devil. So right now, stop running from it. Stop backing away. Stop blaming other people. Say, Lord, what are you trying to burn out of me? And Lord, I submit to the process. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to look to heaven and trust you. Now, surrender, please. Surrender. It's after you surrender that he comes in in such a beautiful way. Sometimes he immediately takes you out of the fire. Other times he just gives you so much strength, you don't even feel the fire the same way. But he's saying, let me burn it out. Stop jumping out of the pot. Stop it. Double dutch. You're good for a minute, but then something bad happened, I'm out. And then, you know, something, something, something good happened, I'm going to praise him again. Something bad happened, not so much, not so sure. Stop it. He's saying, come to me and stick with me, all you labor. Heavenly, I'll give you rest. But you got to come. You got to stick. You got to stay. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.